0: proofreading business podcast with Elizabeth Wigner. For more visit the today we have cat with us and I am so I feel so privileged to have cat on here. y'all are in for just a wealth of information uh getting to talk to cat with this podcast here. So cat is a mom. she's a wife. She has a full-time job. She's a transcript proofreader who makes four-figure months, and she is also my community support assistant. So if you're a student or a graduate listening, you're like, oh, yeah, I know Kat. She is our resident grammar guru. Like Nobody can explain just the most bizarre, confusing grammar rules like Kat does. (laughs) So when grammar questions come up inside the community, um, I'm always like, you know what, Kat's going to do a great job at this one. I'm going to let her handle it. And uh, if you've been in the community, you know that Kat can turn any situation into a really funny one with a funny gif or a funny comment. Um, So she is... Such a joy to have on my team, such a joy to the community. If you're not in the community and you're looking forward to being a transcript proofreader, learning how to be, Kat is going to be one of the highlights of being part of the course and being part of the community because she is just, she's so good. She's even started doing, on Mondays, a Grammar Tip Monday where she Gives a rule, gives examples, breaks it down, re explains it so that it's really easy and straightforward to understand. Um, So, yes, we're not going to talk a ton of grammar on (laughs) this call today. We're going to talk about Kat's experience as a transcript proofreader because not only does she have info to share about how. She manages to do everything that she does. Uh, She's a little bit of a superwoman, not a little bit, a lot of bit, and how she, uh, she's actually uh, neurodivergent. She has um, ADHD and dyslexia, and she has been able to be very successful as a proofreader. And so she's going to share some encouragement, some tips about how it's worked for her and how it can work for you too. So all that being said, Kat, I'm so happy that you're here today. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you. That was like the nicest introduction everyone's out of me. Um, I'm very flattered. Um, and I gotta say, it's also a privilege to be here too. It's just, and we'll talk about a little bit of my journey, but this is, it's been less than a year. It's been a couple of months, but I've come a really long way. So I'm really excited to be here and share my experiences and hopefully encourage others to join.
0: Thank you. Well, you deserve every word of it because seriously, you are such a blessing. I feel honored to have you working with me. So, well, tell me, you said, it's, you said it's been quite the journey. So tell me, what got you interested in transcript proofreading to begin with? So I was thinking about the
1: other day, just how I even came across it, because it's such a niche profession. And I think it was just doom scrolling on Instagram, like at 2 a.m. in the morning, yes and yeah it just randomly coming across your your account and Mm -hmm. i i don't know like i know there's algorithms for how they target these things and i don't know if it was just like broke mom anxious or something you know like you know the type of people who would be up at their at early in the morning looking at their phone but i was like you know maybe this is it. So I kind of thought about it because again, it was 2am in the morning and I didn't feel like making an impulse decision, but I, it really spoke to me the way that you had presented the case for becoming a transcript proofreader. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I was like, well, you know, and I was laughing at Candace's podcast because she said she didn't like to read. I don't like to read either. (laughs) I'm Um, noticing a
0: trend. What is, okay. I need to know more about this. And part of it, as you mentioned,
1: is, is part of the dyslexia, the ADHD. It was, it's just always been really frustrating to read. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I was like, do I really want to do this? But the 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 case that you presented was so compelling. You know, I can work from home. Mm-hmm. Great. It works with proofreading, which you know um, I've already had a knack for correcting grammar and the rules related to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what struck me was also you're very realistic about the outcomes because i've done a couple side hustles i've looked into a lot of side hustles Mm -hmm. you mentioned a side hustle there's an 80 percent chance i've heard about it right i've never heard of this one but you weren't like make ten thousand dollars a month it wasn't anything like that like i've seen that a lot i'm like okay maybe that's possible Mm -hmm. but that's not realistic so the fact that you were just so down to earth about it, that really spoke to me. Um, and so, all right, let me just try it. So I watched the intro course. and I'm like, all right, this seems pretty straightforward, but I'm a little skeptical. It seems a little too easy. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm like, all right, so I'll buy the intro course. All right. So then it kind of branched out from there because it just became uh, this point of just being just cu- pure curiosity. Mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, well, I can do this. All right. Well, I can do this, um, and so I, you know, I, I, I was like, well, I know these rules. I can do it. All right, mm-hmm. and and so and then I did the pra- practice transcript. I'm like, all right, I'm getting the hang of this. And I did take the grammar test. I did fail it the first time, which is kind of ironic, right? <laughs> I, um, uh, I think I was off by one question, mm-hmm. um, and then I took it, and then I um, passed. And then I took the um, the final exam transcript exam. And I did fail that. Mm-hmm. And then I t- took, we took that and I'll be honest. I think I rushed through the first time. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I know my stuff. It's fine. Like I'm good at this. I, you know? And so then I was like, Oh crap, I miss all this stuff. Um, so, and then I, there was a point I was like, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe it's not for me, you know? And I was just like, I, you know, like, like you said, I, I don't like reading. Mm-hmm. And someone with ADHD, like, there's all these Details I have to remember, and it can be stressful Maybe it's not for me And I was like, do I really want to Put more energy towards this? And I was like, you know I think I'm just kind of making excuses Right? Oh, Because, I, and I think With a lot of ADHD people We tend to be perfectionists mm. Um, At the same time, we tend to have a lot of hobbies We, we, we tend to try to start to do different things. And if it doesn't come naturally to us, we're like, oh, we suck, you know, like <laughs> move on to something else. Yes. So I, you know, I was like, you know, this just seems like a really good opportunity to just pass up. Let me just try it again, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think you were very encouraging about, you know, when I f- failed the first time about what I missed and going back and just doing it over again. And I was like, you know, I just, I just need more practice. I went through the course pretty quickly. Yeah. Um and that's just me, just being like, I, you know, I, I gotta, I, I don't want to sit here and listen to all these, videos. Like, you know, because like I just I'm like I just I gotta go, 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 you know, I gotta. So part of that is the the ADD, uh, the just, you know, I want something now. I want that instant gratification. Um, I need to make that money now. But the point is, is I, you just gotta slow down sometimes because there's no gun to your head. Um, it's yeah. just. <laughs> there's there's a lot to be learned in the course and i've had to go back you know and obviously if you rush over it you're just you're just gonna miss things and you're gonna run into a situation i did where you're gonna fail the exam um so i i tried it again and i passed and then there was like all right (laughs) now what so i i did create the business i had it incorporated in 2000 not 2000, uh, 2023 in september mm-hmm. but i didn't actually get a client until november but that's because i didn't do anything about it mm-hmm. because I was just a lot of it was fear mm-hmm. um a lot of it was like okay well elizabeth's not holding my hand anymore like what do i do you know so just kind of wandering around a little bit um But as soon as I put in a little bit of effort towards it, I Mm -hmm. got my first client and it took no time at all, really. Um, And so after that first paycheck, it's like, oh, my gosh, I just got paid Mm -hmm. like a lot of money because it was like um, it was an overnight. So, yeah. And that's a great way to start, um, Mm -hmm. because there are some transcripts you're wondering, like, was this worth the money? yes. But I had a really great start because it just, it just feels so great to have that direct communication with somebody and do the work and then just see the instant payout for it. Um, I have a full-time job and there's just different levels of hierarchy and I'm doing the work for I'm not sure who and I'm going to get the paycheck no matter what, but the, there's just no level of satisfaction behind it sometimes. It's, it is it mm-hmm. is kind of cor- corporate humdrum, just turn the work, all right, that's it. I get a paycheck, I get to eat. So, um, you know, there was just this level of confidence and gratification every time that I get that paycheck or I get mm-hmm. to talk to someone or I get to read something interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just so different than anything that I've ever encountered before. Um, and so I've just continued to, to, to do the work and I've, I, I, like I said, I started in November and just the amount of work that's come my way is just incredible.
0: Yeah. Isn't it amazing how you get to, you're starting something that you've worked really hard on. Uh, some of us have to work harder than others. Some of us have to, like you said, force yourself to slow down, but then that point of, I have a client and not just, I love how that that example you gave, you know, when you work corporate, you kind of have the idea of the client you're working for you, but you don't always have that direct interaction or it's, you know, it's such a big thing that you don't feel like you have as much of an, yeah, you're making a paycheck and that's what we all want to do, but you don't feel like you have that personal connection like you do working one on one with a client.
1: Yeah. At the end of the day in my corporate job, like whatever I put out, my boss is going to be like, all right, great. Yep. just you know, do it again, do it again, do it again. <laughs> I, you know, so it's just, I'm just doing it to live really yes. versus I have this other source of income where I'm actually getting to enjoy doing it. I get to learn a lot. And then I've also joined this community where I've got, get to talk to a bunch of people and I know that I know that I can help them directly. So mm-hmm. it's one thing that's led to another, mm-hmm. um, and I've gained a lot of skills in that way. And so like, I, the amount of joy it brings me versus my regular job. Uh, that is why I continue to do it.
0: Ah, uh, you know, it's not. I mean, you do great. I mean, you're you are a four figure a month proofreader, and you love doing it. That's. I mean, I feel like you know, some people they have six, they make six figures a year with their job, but it's just kind of like, like you said, you just show up and do the work. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's good. I want to, I want to create a paycheck. It's needful. It's not like this is a waste of time, but it's just, you don't have that core satisfaction of owning your own business and being in charge and making the money and working with directly with the clients you want to work with, not the one your boss told you you had to work with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So (laughs) going back, so you mentioned, you know, you have like having ADHD a little bit, uh, you know, and dyslexia and having a hard time focusing, I, I le- I w- I'd love to focus on each of those a little bit separately. So you mentioned with uh, the ADHD, you wanted, you wanted to rush through everything. I feel like I can, t- I mean, I can't completely relate. It's like, oh, I don't have time to watch these videos or go through all these practice transcripts or actually sit and focus on things because I want the clients and the money now. So how did you... Um. Sure. It took you know a couple moments, couple times of kind of falling on your face to realize. Do you feel like that's what kind of shook you up, or what? How did you work yourself to like? Okay, I'm going to slow down and concentrate. Did you like break it down into chunks, or how did how did you do that?
1: I think I think falling on your face is part of it. Um, it's kind of this concept of learning to fail, which with a lot of ADHD people. You, you have to learn because you're going to come into this, you're going to come into a situation where not everyone's like you and the situation's not always going to accommodate you. So you have to work your way around that. So yeah, it was like, I need to slow down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I really need to think this through if it's something I really want to do. So with like the videos, I said, I'm going to a lot, you know, at least half an hour to an hour every day to watch the videos. Mm. And that was enough. If I have more time, I'll add more time. Yeah. If I don't have time that day, fine. You know, I can negotiate that. But just setting that time aside to do it, it makes a little bit of that anxiety go away. Like, I have 30 videos I have to watch, you know. It becomes this task list, which is just, and it seems very simple, but with ADHD mm-hmm. people, they have issues with um, called executive functioning, which is just kind of planning out this big project. Mm-hmm. Just making a promise to yourself, I'm going to do this much every day makes it a lot easier. Um, and, you know, you can also become a victim of your afflictions, right? I can mm. say, I'm too ADD to do this. Um, you know, like, I I did this because of my ADD and just, you know, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Versus kind of, I think, leaning into it a little bit, saying, um, I know I can do this, because I have ADD or, you know, I know I can do this even though I have ADD. Um, like, for instance, I think I'm really good at the um, doing grammar because I can, I can hyper-focus into things. really mm. well. Right. So it's like kind of like a superpower, right? Mm-hmm. I don't look at it as a weakness, um, you know, just trying to shift your mindset a little bit about how to go about it and just knowing your limits, really. Yes. If I, watch a video for half an hour and I'm like, I'm just overstimulated at this point. I cannot stare at a computer screen. I'll just stop. Like I got to know my limits. Um, And so it's just a little bit about knowing yourself. Um, There's times when I'm proofreading transcripts. I'm like, I can't just can't right now. Right. Yes. Um, And and that goes for everybody, but you know, it's just setting expectations that are realistic for yourself. Mm. Um, And there's things that you're going to have to do that are unconventional that are going to make you successful and you just can't compare yourself to other people and other, other people like, you know, I can do 250 pages a day. We're like, you know, that number gets tossed around, but if you can't reach that number, that's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no real definition of success in this community. It's just what you want to make of it. Right. If you want to make a couple hundred dollars, that's great. If you want to make 10,000, that's great. You know, as long as it's realistic, I don't, you know, so Four figures, I didn't really think I would get to that amount. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, originally, it was, like, I just want to do a couple hundred.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and so after that, in a way, I kind of build tolerance. Not tolerance. Um, endurance, that's the word.
0: Yeah, no, Sometimes mean... I just don't them. <laughs> yeah, um, same. <laughs>
1: uh, build a little bit of endurance um, behind it. But also just, just being kind to yourself as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't get to all – if I don't get to – 250 a day or 1,000 a week or whatever, it's fine. I did what I could that week and that's enough. Um, and there's some weeks where I don't have any work and that's fine too. its I take that as a time to rest, you know, and just prepare myself for the next, the next week of whatever may come. So, you know, I think it's just about really knowing yourself. And it's almost like you kind of have to fail to figure that out. I didn't know that I didn't really know what I didn't know about grammar until I took the the exam. Mm -hmm. Right? Because it's kind of a different beast, right? Um, There's you're you're looking at documents that you've never really seen before. Mm -hmm. They're just construed a different way, and you just miss things sometimes because Mm -hmm. you're rushing through. So even with my first few clients. I'm like, oh, I forgot to do that. You know, I, I didn't know that I was a role. oops. You know, there's there's just so many things you learn and I'm still learning as you go on. Yes. Um, no one's going to be perfect when you start mm-hmm. doing it. So it's just just being realistic and kind to yourself, really. I, especially with ADHD, people can really have voices in your head that are really negative that can pull you out. So it's just think about what you can do, rather than what mm-hmm. you can't do as a result of of whatever, you know, afflictions you might have. You know, I wouldn't even call them afflictions. I would just call them perspectives, you know, like or superpowers. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, You know, with dyslexia, it's, I didn't know I had dyslexia until I would say I was like 20. Oh, wow. It's like my senior year of college. Wow. And it's kind of funny. I shouldn't say funny, but I think it's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm obviously Asian and Mm -hmm. I had all through through schooling, you know, from elementary school to up, when I wrote or I spoke, there was just something wrong about the way that I I I presented the words on the paper. Like maybe words are mixed around, mm-hmm. um, maybe they were you know in the wrong tense, and it had to do with the dyslexia. I didn't so people, but when people saw me, they assumed that it had to do with being ESL. Mm. So I got the rules hounded on me so much. Which, you know, like you need to learn these grammar rules, you need to learn those grammar rules. And I got put into all these writing programs. So then I learned all these grammar rules. That's why I know all these random <laughs> things about grammar. Um, so it's kinda like, you know, it's I think it's funny because it's like this accidental racism kind of helping be a good proofreader. But um it's but also with the dyslexia though, it's when a good way to to, to describe it is when people who don't have dyslexia see a sentence like um the dog jumped or, the fox jumped over the lazy dog when mm-hmm. they see that sentence in its entirety they can process that
0: mm-hmm.
1: just one to two seconds versus dyslexia i had to go the fox jumped over the mm-hmm. lazy dog right so i have to like kind of group those words and process them individually and i don't read that slow but yeah um but it to me it's like well that's helpful for me because when i read i can i can usually spot dropped words or flipped words because i'm not reading it that quickly so i kind of learned i can just kind of you know and i'm i'm pretty good at picking that up now
0: so it's actually ended up helping you in the long because i that's one thing that a lot of students and i i mean you obviously, I mean, you've said the same thing. You, I mean, you don't speed read as a proofreader. Like, no matter if you're like, the fastest reader in the world, you, when you come to proofreading, you slow way down. Um, so, I speed read if I'm not proofreading. And I have to make a conscious effort when I sit down and proofread that, Elizabeth, you're not here to, yes, the transcript can be fun, but you're not here to necessarily enjoy it in the sense of like a John Grisham novel or Nancy Drew or something. Like, you're here to focus on every single word. And a lot of students have mentioned that too. Like, it's hard for them to slow down. And focus. Whereas I feel like you're you've actually turned like dyslexia into an advantage because you are so used to forcing yourself to focus on every single word, which is the key to being a really one of the keys to being a really good proofreader is every single word, not necessarily and you know, the sentence as a whole too. That's so interesting how that's worked out to your advantage like that.
1: It yeah, and it does mean that I Process the transcripts a lot slower than someone else might, but I've accepted that. You know, like I said, it's about accepting your limits. Mm-hmm. I probably go, you know, maybe a third slower than someone else might would, right? Mm-hmm. That, that does mean less time and that I get to spend on other things, and it does mean less money, but I, I mean, I, I just don't care because I'm doing what I love mm-hmm. and I'm making money for it, and I'm what I know is that I'm delivering a product that's really good to the best of my ability. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, it's not about speed. It's about quality. So yes. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's, awesome. something that I like to, 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 really push, you know, with, with on advertising, like I'm, I've gotten faster about it, but it's like, um, you know, I spend a lot of time in delivering accuracy mm. and that's what I care about. It's just, it's not about, um, you know, making money per se, which, which is kind of the subtext, but it's more about me giving you work. And I, and I love when I catch mistakes, like was like, yes, I got that. You know, like, yes. cause you know, the CR is going to be like, Oh, I didn't Oh, Good catch. Right. And so those are the things that build trust with, with your client. Yes.
0: Um, yeah. That, you know, and, For grads, like if you're a graduate listening to this, absolutely. That is, you know, there'll be comments that come up inside our grad community about, you know, man, I feel like I'm really slow or, you know, this isn't going as quickly. And one of those things is, yes, you can, I'm sure you're probably faster than the, you know, your very first transcript that you did. But the goal isn't to, yes, you want to increase your efficiency while keeping your accuracy up. Um, But I think the temptation is a lot of times to focus on, oh, I got to get faster and faster and faster. And yes, you know, I have training in how to improve your efficiency, but in the long run, I love what you said. It's exactly, it comes down to the court reporter cares if you're accurate. And that's how you keep, not only get clients, but how you keep clients. Because I mean, you can get a client, but if you don't do a good job for them, you're not going to keep the client. And so I love that that's that's your focus, not only because it's satisfying to you and it's satisfying to your client. And it's, I mean, it kind of, it balances out. And I mean, you're still doing great, like making great money at it while still delivering a good result instead of trying to get through it as quickly as possible. Yeah.
1: And I, I will mention though that I do have the privilege of having a full-time job. So I don't have to worry about as much of, you know, if I don't make whatever profit that month, right?
0: Yeah.
1: You want to be sensitive to that. But I, I yeah. have found that, yes, it's just, you will get more clients coming back to you. Mm-hmm. If, you know, I that seems to be, the number one thing I see is just like dropped words mm-hmm. and you know it's just um and those are things that maybe sometimes they didn't even realize if you miss it they might not even realize that they mm-hmm. did it so it's um yeah quality over speed
0: yeah. I feel like finding dropped words and also just hilarious typos those are one of my favorite parts of proofreading a transcript because it just feels like you know, like, you're, you're not necessarily listening to the audio. You're not reading the steno. You are reading exactly what's on the page. But because you've gotten used to the flow of how the speaker's talking and how the court reporter, you know, is writing everything, when you can find those drop, it just, those dropped words, it just feels so satisfying. It's like, man, I am good. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I love how you mentioned earlier, like you ha- you have said so much. I, f- I was making notes like, oh, I got to go back to this, but I feel like there's so much. Um, I loved one of the things that I really liked that you said was not comparing yourself to everybody else's success. And um, that's one of the reasons I love, I'm excited to like keep interviewing grads because everybody has a different level of success and a different way they've shown up and what's worked for them and what hasn't. Um, because I feel like, you know, somebody sees somebody's numbers or how fast they can proofread or how much money they can make a month. Or, you know, maybe they're proofreading on a beach or maybe they're proofreading out with their chickens or maybe, you know, it's in their dump of a living room because you haven't been able to do laundry for a week. That's in totally my living room right now. But, you know, it's just everybody has different pictures. Like they picture somebody's seemingly perfect life on social media. And then when it doesn't end up being theirs, it's, it's almost like, well, I'm a failure. Whereas, your success is how happy are you where you're at, and how I mean it, it's a whole picture. And I love that you brought that point up about not comparing. It's good to be motivated to see that other people can be successful, um, but I love that you said just making it work for you. Um, I think I feel like that's one of your big emphases is what works for you.
1: Yeah, and and that kind of goes back to why I thought your your marketing was so great with mm-hmm. um, the course is because it's just you never you never you never at one point said like make x amount of money right mm-hmm. you, you don't have these pictures where you're in paris and you're like look what i'm doing on my free time right yes. those are things that i see a lot and just I'm like yes. all right like i made 2 million dollars while sleeping you know it's just that's just, just not realistic right and <laughs> but people fall for that right and then they fall into this trap of like why why aren't i in paris oh. right now you know it's just You and I think that's what makes our community so great. Is we have a lot of people who come from all walks of life, they have all sorts of backgrounds. They some have jobs, some don't have jobs, some have kids, don't have kids, Mm -hmm. right? And we're all working towards that same goal, but it's not this goal of making millions and millions of dollars, it's just making extra money so that we can have a little bit of more independence, right? And again, that means something different for everybody, yes. Um. So it's just, it's just rooted in reality, right? And I think when that's rooted in reality, you can make realistic goals and it's just Mm -hmm. easier to, to achieve. Um, And so um, what was the point that I was going to make? It's just, uh, yeah, I, I lost my train of thought,
0: but um, this is so good. I'm like, Oh, I need to just copy paste what she's saying and put it in my, on my website. (laughs) No, setting your own goals and being realistic about them and realize, yeah, my, sure, are there other careers where you can go out and make a lot of money? Yeah, two million in your sleep. Like, I, I could go on a rant for that forever. I'm sure you could too. <laughs> but, yeah. but being realistic about what you can make and making it your own, like what, like for some people, you know, I, I a trend that I see going on on Instagram a lot now, I'm sure you've seen it. it, um, is is people talking about, oh, it's not about the fancy purses or about the fancy house. It's I have more time freedom. And you know, that's great too. Like for me, yes, having more time, having a little bit extra money to spend on groceries or rent or whatever is helpful. And if you want a fancy purse, let's say you have, you know, your full-time job and you want to have the extra purse, but you can't justify it right now and proofreading lets you do it. Then if that's what fills you up and makes you excited, then do it. It doesn't matter what other people's goals are or not, and I'm happy to support either whatever decision you want to use your proofreading money on. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's what makes you happy, right?
1: Exactly. Um, yeah, and and like I said, like I, I haven't seen anybody, uh, you know, talking about these really big lofty goals on our Facebook group. It's just about. The theme that I see is really just: look, I created this business on my own. Mm -hmm. This is something that I own, and this is something that I produced, and I'm making money off of it. Right? That seems to be where the pride comes from. And I, I, I find a lot of pride being a small business owner now. Like that's really cool. Like I can say that I have my own business and it makes money. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, like I make so much money that the government wants part of it now. You know, it's like it's like woohoo! You know. It's like my little humble brag, right? So, like, yes. Um, yeah. It's, it's just if, if you don't, if, if you fall into these traps of, you know, that this is going to be your way out of whatever bad situation, you know, that like, that it's going to solve itself and you're going to come out just really rich. It's just not going to happen. Yeah.
0: That is so true about. Owning your own business and making money off of it, it's such an empowering feeling. But just that feeling, especially as a woman, to know that you can create a business, that you can take care of yourself, or that you can make extra money for your family or feel fulfilled, there is nothing. It's humbling and exhilarating all mm-hmm. at the same time. It's just such empowering is the only word I can think of, or strong, or... um. Yeah, I work with words and words are sometimes hard to come by. But it's just that feeling is hard to put. Uh, you can't put a price tag on it, honestly. And in that sense, it really is. It's worth more than even the millions that people say you can make in your sleep for some magical reason, you know, <laughs> being able to own your own business.
1: Yeah. And I, I, that comes back to like this idea of instant gratification. Right. Mm. And i that's why, you know, people quit. And that's why a lot of these influencers make a lot of money because they put this course out and then they're like, they do the course and then they're like, well, I didn't get exactly what I wanted, right? Just things take a lot of time and the effort. And I think you're very transparent about that. Oh, and I think once you go through the course, you realize like, <laughs> I actually need to sit down and watch the videos and, and study a little bit, right? It's just nothing is easy um, and nothing's going to come easy. And that's also where part of that pride comes from, right? Like you. You did a lot of work to get to where you are. You continue to do a lot of work. Um, so yeah, there's there's some gratification. Like if I had two million dollars coming in everything, I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome, right? But I mean I I I feel like I get bored after a while,
0: right? Yeah.
1: I did if you know I would still like two million dollars a day, but I mean, I'm not gonna complain. Know, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna complain, but you know, that's just just yeah, it, it there's a lot of there's a lot of joy that comes from hard work
0: yeah oh all these sound bites I just need to like grab these and be like listen to it on repeat I need to put them in the course yes because you know that is one of the most common things you know, at the first part of the course, it's you know setting up your business, you know getting it registered, picking your name, uh, learning more about court reporters, and then the real rubber really hits the road. And when you get into not only learning about grammar, but how to apply all those grammar rules and the practice transcripts and work with your court reporter preferences, and people, you know, especially because they're so used to maybe proofreading a blog post or a book where you can work, you know, mess around with things a little bit more, whereas with spoken yeah. words you can't, and that's when. People are like, oh, this is a lot. That's one. That's one of the biggest things I hear is this is, and I'm sure you've seen it over and over in the communities. This is not what I was thinking. Not in a bad way, but it's like this was not what I was expecting. And so I, I, you've hit the nail on the head. It's, and we're all human. We all want that instant gratification, but in the long run, you're absolutely right. What, how satisfying is it to know? That it's because you stuck with it and you worked hard that now you have the results that you want, as opposed to just snapping your fingers. Mm-hmm. And if exactly. if everybody could snap their fingers, then everybody would be a transcript proofreader, making you know a few extra hundred or a few extra thousand a month, whatever you want with it, right? And that's yeah. what's the sad. What what is what feels good about that? Right? Not not nothing really. But that's a, such a good point.
1: So the um, amount of pages it would take. To make that like ten thousand dollars a month just makes my eyes bleed. Oh, it makes me
0: want to throw up a little bit. Yes, <laughs> we're well, not painting good pictures with our eyes bleeding and throwing up over ten. 10- yeah, you're not going to make ten thousand bucks proofreading. Yeah, it's just not possible. You can make you know good a good middle amount in between there, but yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. you're right. Yep. And those, yeah, and I would hate for anybody to come into the expectation of if you're just going to be. Uh, you, this is not a get rich quick scheme. Um, and it's not necessarily when you're one where you're going to get rich, it's exactly what you said. It's a way to make money doing something that you're proud of doing and that you really enjoy doing. Um, and that's so satisfying. So. There's
1: yeah. And, and all of the, and like I said, I've done a couple side hustles. I looked into some, there's no such thing as get rich side, like get rich schemes or whatnot. Even passive income is not passive. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Yes. Um, like, I, I fall into that trap. But, like, even with, like, an Etsy store with mm-hmm. passive income, like, if you set it up, there's still so much work that goes into it. You got to design the stuff. You got to monitor it. You got to do SEO. Like,
0: nothing is easy. Mm-mm. And nope. the- We can have a whole podcast on that just by itself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think that's one thing that's great about transcript proofreading is that the amount of effort you put into it and the payout, like the ratio is just so high versus, you know, if I, I do have an Etsy store, as you know, but if like I put in so much effort to make one design, post it and monitor it, and market it. It's like by the time that all the expenses are for producing the, the artwork and the materials, it's like, Oh, I
0: made a dollar, you know, it's just like. Yes. Awesome.
1: It, yeah. Yeah.
0: It takes uh, some time. That's such, I love that point that the ratio of work that you put into it, the amount of money that you make is so close. It's not like you're doing an excess amount of work for just, it's kind of like a garage sale. You know, you put all this work into a garage sale and then you make, you know, I've had some good garage sales, but still at the end of the day, I'm like, was this worth it? Should I have just taken this all to Goodwill or Salvation (laughs) Army or something? (laughs) So, um to, I mean we've been talking about you know like instant gratification um not being a victim of your afflictions I wrote that down because I absolutely love that term um I think that kind of encompasses your approach to how you get everything done but I'd love to dig into more how you do it because you're you're a wife you're a mom um you have a full-time job and you're also successful as a proofreader so how on earth do you do it all and I know it'll look different for everybody but what are your like maybe some tricks that you've tips and tricks. I know that's overused, but what are some ways that you've done it? That's made it work that maybe will, people can bounce off of your ideas and use them for their own.
1: I'm going to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, I don't have some magic formula for it. You know, I, there are some days where I don't get much sleep. Mm, Yes. Um, and honestly, it kind of goes back to the fact you got to do what you got to do if you wanted to make it work. Mm. Um, I'm not advising that if you don't want to do that, that you do that, right? That's just about being realistic. If you can't fit it in your schedule and you you find sleep's important or you find time with your family is important, prioritize that. Right. Yes. I probably shouldn't, but I don't prioritize sleep. But um, you know, I after I take care of my family, you know, I gotta take care of my clients and I, I gotta do what I want to do because I want that income mm. and that's unfortunately what i have to do mm-hmm. um that said sometimes i don't make the best time management decisions and that's something that i'm still learning right mm-hmm. um so part of it is me learning to be more efficient mm. that's the only way because yeah like i i worked a nine-to-five job sometimes i can fit in some work in between that time because it's flexible and no one's watching me but
0: yes um
1: you know, I have some time after my kids starts to bed. I have some time, you know, maybe early in the morning, but I have to use that time efficiently. That's the only thing that I have. You know, I I, I don't have some magic time machine, you know, just so really um, for someone who has ADHD, I have to be very disciplined. Mm. And I'm not always, disciplined. I will admit, I'm not like, don't work on the bed because I'm going to fall asleep. You <laughs> yes. know? I'm still going to do that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, make sure I take lots of breaks so I don't get burnt out because yes. there's, like I said, I don't like to read, but when I see a wall of text, I'm just like, oh gosh, I'm gonna go, go walk around or something like that. Right. Yes. Um, I like to kind of plan out the week, you know, sometimes I will decide depending on how interesting the cases or not, I might decide to switch between cases Mm, yeah, that might be a little conventional, but sometimes I'm like, I, I can't read this. I do. this work comp case. Like this is like the fifth one this week. Like, this is so boring, you know. Yes. So you know, sometimes to shake it up. Sometimes, and this is again very unconventional. I might just like act it out in my head, or I might read it out loud. Just like mm-hmm. this is a play. I'm going to read it out. That's how I get through it really quickly. Because sometimes I'm just like, oh, and I read it very slowly. Yes. So I know it's just also being in tune with yourself. Um, if I can find myself being, getting bored or just slowing down, I'll just stop, you know, and just reassess or um, just, you know, there's different, like Pomodoro is, is a very, I don't use it, but some people use that, mm-hmm. um, you know, do 25 minutes, take a five minute break, 25 minutes, take a five minute break or something like that. Um, I usually will just say, you know, let me read 10 to 15 pages at a time, take a five minute break something like that. Yes. Uh, yeah and just kind of building the endurance there um so it's just and it's going to depend on the case cuz sometimes like i said some are really boring and some you don't want to read yes um i have a 500 page one that's due thursday morning this week um so my plan of attack on that is just kind of do about like you know 20 pages every kind of every hour and then mm-hmm. kind of go and do homework that I need to do just to make it less daunting. So it's just, you got to find what works for you and I'm still in the process of learning mm-hmm. what what works for me. And like I said, I still fall into these traps. I still fall, I still work on the bed sometimes, even though I shouldn't. Um, but you know, with, with someone with ADHD, I can't sit for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I will go move to another room, for instance. Um, I might switch to the iPad so I can kind of move around a little bit Mm -hmm. and then I might say, all right, I need to focus, go back to the laptop, go sit on the table, you know, so just creating a different environment that I know that works and just keeping track of that, right? Like, I know know working in the bed is a bad idea. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what works really good for me. So I know if I work at the table, you know, early in the morning, I can get the most work done. Mm. Uh, So it's just tracking your patterns and being in tune with yourself. Like, Oh, I know I can't I like I know I can't work after dinner because I get sleepy, right? Yes. And I won't be the most efficient time to do it. Maybe, maybe I work best between one and two after lunch or something like that. So it's just it's just really learning about yourself um and, and kind of keeping track of that. That's the and best it, information I can have. Yeah. Yeah. No, I ne-
0: <laughs> that's that's I think that that's is the trend of what you're saying, like how you've worked around, you know, having ADD and dyslexia is being aware of yourself, what works for you and understanding that, you know, not every day is going to be the same. You're not going to feel every the same every single day or your your transcripts. Yes, there are some really interesting ones and there's also equally as uninteresting ones or even, you know, the interesting ones if you're having a day where maybe you're sleep wasn't the best or your mood wasn't the best, it's still going to be challenging. And so not giving up on yourself to the point, once again, of, I mean, everything's tying together of like not expecting instant gratification or expecting things for free or, you know, expecting to just have money fall into your lap, but not wanting to do anything about it, or because you're making excuses. It's knowing who you are, accepting that, not beating yourself up over it. I I see that a lot too. If people are like, oh, I'm just not good enough or I'm not, it's telling yourself that that isn't going to do anything except pull you down. It's gonna pull everybody else down around you too. But mm-hmm. realizing that yes, I have X, Y, Z things that I struggle with. How am I going to find ways to work around them? Like, is it better working on my iPad some days and then switching to the laptop? Or what day do I work best? Or do I have to sacrifice some parts of my day to get the jobs done and the income that I want? That's yes, absolutely.
1: I would also add to that, know your limit. And that mm-hmm. also goes with um being efficient Mm -hmm. like it's tempting to take every job that comes your way especially those like last minute overnights when you've got a full full docket you're like oh sure right (laughs) yes if you can take it great you know but you got to prioritize your health too like i there was one week where i just wasn't sleeping because i just kept taking the jobs i'm like i can't do that again because i got other people depending on me and the money is important, but so is my life is more important, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and at that point I was like, I am not happy. This is a, this is just drudgery for me at this point. So I, I, I've now I know not to do that despite the temptation is always there. Um, So it's just learning from that mistake. No, no, like learning what your limits are. Like, you know, maybe you can take a thousand pages a week. Maybe you can only take 500. That's also learning to be efficient with your time. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. That, you know, I I think especially as new business owners and we're so excited to get at work and to be getting paid for it. Like it's such like that, you can't top that feeling. And then you also don't want to disappoint your clients. Like we have in the back of our mind, like, oh, I have to take every job or, you know, it's not going to, people are going to be upset at me. But that's one of the things about, that's so awesome about the community is I've seen you post in there before. You were like, you know, I need a brain break this week. Can anybody, you know, any of y'all grads, can you cover for me? And, you know, you had people responding right away. And so you could take that. And so, yes, absolutely. Knowing your limits to keep the joy, because, you know, I say this proofreading is meant to support the life that you want to have, you know, your proofreading business isn't meant to be your entire life, because absolutely, you absolutely do. You lose your joy and that's ruins the whole point of why you're doing it in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned a little bit earlier that you found your first client a couple, I think you said it was a couple months after you started marketing or not even after you graduated. And I wanted to bring that up because I feel like that happens a lot is, you know, students will get through the course, they'll pass their grammar exam, they'll pass their transcript exam, and then they get to the marketing part. And sure, the lot, you know, phase three, the last part is my favorite phase because I love, you know, talking about business management and, you know, how to go get clients and all that there is a, and probably part of your ADHD when you saw that was like, holy moly, this is so much in here. And part of it is you, you know, sure. I'll send referrals. I'll, you know, share my grad, I show my grads off on social media. People are posting in the group when there's jobs. Um, I show you how and where to go get clients. And I love what you said. It's up to you, to go be successful. And if you want, sometimes some people put a hold on because they have to for, you know, family reasons or whatever. And some it's, it's a little bit of talking to yourself, like, oh, now I got to go get clients. So how did you, (laughs) what was kind of that, that point between when you graduated and then you took a couple months to finally, okay, I'm going to do this. What was kind of the switch that made you decide, all right, I'm going to go in and get clients? I
1: didn't know there was this big event, you know, it was just (laughs) kind of like, uh, I just paid all this money to take this course. I should yes. probably do something with it. Um, but posting on Facebook is so terrifying. And it still is for me. Yes. For to market. Like, is there a typo? Is there a typo? Please don't be a typo. You know, yes. And But it, I swear it was like the demons in your head are really like, the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think after you do it a few times, it gets pretty easy, but I just, I just did it. Cause it, it just kind of hit me. I was like, Oh, Hey, I took that course. You know, I should really, you know, I see the Facebook posts and and I'm just like, oh, I should really do something about that. All right. You know, it's the end of the month. I'm going to need some money for gifts. All right. Let me just go for it. You know? Uh-huh. So it, it inertia is a pain in the butt, you know? Yes. <laughs> So, you know, you go to this course, it's this roller coaster and it kind of just stops a little bit. And you're like, all right, you know, so you kind of, it's up to you to kind of get that ride going again. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wouldn't advise waiting that long. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, there was nothing really that happened. It was just like, oh, it was just a thought like, oh, I should probably do something. Um, And, you know, after that, it's fine. Like, I I think I've posted maybe three or four times. Mm -hmm. That's all I really needed to get the the list of clients that I have now. But um, yeah, that, that part was probably the easiest isn't once it, you get over the fear. Yeah.
0: Isn't it funny how you, you it's sometimes, I think we make it, Bigger in our minds than it really is. Like, we, we psych ourselves up about it and we get so stressed. And it it really is, it is intimidating. Even though I teach a very like genuine, personable, like, do what works for you kind of thing. Like, don't Mm -hmm. force yourself to be somebody that you aren't because people are going to see straight through that. Um, it's still, it's You know, marketing isn't something that people are naturally good at. It's a skill you have to learn. I feel like a lot of people feel like, oh, well, I have the skills to proofread. Now I should just automatically get clients. And it's not. I mean, you have to learn. And that's why I teach it. And when we psych ourselves up and tell ourselves we're not good at it or this is going to be really hard, it makes it even more hard than because, like you said, once you did it, it was like, oh, look at the results I'm getting. It it worked. It's...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um it's a not knowing that kind of kills you. Yes. Uh, but and I think it's also just a lack of confidence because mm. you, at least for me, because it's like, why would anyone contact me mm. because of this like easy little Facebook post that I created? Like, or like, how do I actually convey to someone that my, that my, um, my skills are, are something that they should buy into. Mm-hmm. You know, just, there's just all this uncertainty and, you know, I, I've seen different posts. I've seen people write long essays. I tend to write short. I tend to write just kind of short posts because I, one, I'm lazy. And I don't want to write that out. But two, I, I just think people are kind of scrolling through and they're just like, yes. you know, they want one, two, three. Um, but there is, and I, I'll be honest, sometimes I feel like it's random why people pick you. hmm I've had people say like, oh, I've actually liked your post. I thought it was funny or I thought I liked the graphics or I liked what you said about it. Mm-hmm. But it can really be a crapshoot because mm-hmm. you get people messaging you on Facebook just because they happen to be looking for a proofreader. At that mm-hmm. moment, they were looking at the post. Um, but and they, that may be the case,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and if that is and that just means getting your name out there as many times as possible so that people see it. Um, I don't think there's any magic formula. Like you have these colors and you have to go on Instagram and like, you have to have a video. Yeah. It's, it's just to me, I, I found that I just as simple as just making a graphic and putting my name out there has been Mm -hmm. enough to get that four figure month. Um, So it's just, and I've never seen on a couple of occasions, you know, someone had a typo, but I've never seen anything
0: bad happen when someone posts anything. People are like, oh, all right. Like, yeah, you know, or scroll <laughs> or whatever, you know. I think people get more. They think people are focusing on them more than they are. Um, yeah. And because we're focusing on it. So that means obviously everybody else is too, right? Yes, absolutely. It's more getting out of your and and just doing it. I think I and that's kind of been your theme throughout this too. Just getting in and recognizing it's hard. It's fine to admit it's hard. It's what you do with that admission. A lot of people say it's hard and then they whine and complain about it and make excuses for it and then wonder why it never happens whereas those who say yes it's hard and I am scared and I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it on as I can, those are the ones that see success and f- are fulfilled in the long run.
1: Yeah, and 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 just do it on your own timeline.
0: Yes. Right. Like
1: I said, it took two months to to get me going, but once I did, it kind of took off. Um, So, do I consider myself to be successful? Because you know, I created a very realistic goal, and I, you know, I I knew what my limitations were, Mm -hmm. and I didn't let it hold me back. So, those are the goals that I defined for myself, and they weren't defined by anybody else. So, and the thing is, like, nobody, nobody in the group is like. Oh, that proofreader doesn't isn't doing well. Or isn't, like that—that that information isn't shared, right? Because we don't need to. Like, it's just—it's. I to me, I feel like we're successful proofreaders because we've all created a business and we're doing the work, right? Yes, and it's a successful community because we're kind of being able to bolster that kind of success. So, yeah, create your own success on your own timeline. I just you don't
0: think yeah that's the whole (laughs) beauty of owning your own business is you are on your you won't have a boss telling you cat i need you to have this done by this time and i don't care how you feel you can take the break you can do what you need ah i and then that's when you're happiest and that's when you are successful um yes ah i was gonna ask what advice do you have for someone considering transcript proofreading and i feel like you just summed it up did you have anything you'd like to add on top of that um I would say, you know, if you have
1: any any kind of inkling of of desire to do it, to go for it, because the amount of the, the, the benefits that you reap from it are just so high versus what you put into it. There is a cost associated with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some people that might not be, um, that might be kind of high, but the payoff, like I think, you know, I paid it off in the first month and a half, right? Like the amount that you get back from it is really quick. is It's mm-hmm. is, is pretty quick. Um, but the amount of people that I've met and the amount that I've learned,
0: mm.
1: it's just so tremendous that I wouldn't, I wouldn't give that up. Mm. And I've learned so much. It was harder than I thought it would be, but I've, I'm thankful for that experience. I'm thankful for, for that difficult, um, you know, time period. Cause I learned a lot about myself And I'm glad that I can share with other people. So I'm giving
0: back in the way that I can. And I just, I've really enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, I can't tell you how, I mean, you were active in the group before I, you know, asked you to be on my team. And I was like holding my breath, waiting on you to email to be like, please say yes. Uh, But yeah, you, you do give in just so many ways. Like not only, I just love how you're just to the point. You're funny. You have your own insight. You're not afraid to give an opinion that other people don't have. And I feel like you've done this on this podcast. I mean, you've been very honest and upfront and people need to hear that. That's how uh, I want to be. And I love that you showed up with that. Mm-hmm. With, like, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. You're going to have moments where you're like, why? And then, but it's when you keep going and the goals you meet, I, uh, I'm not going to sum it up because you just said all these amazing things, but thank you, Kat, for sharing, not just inside the community. Y'all, when if you decide to be a transcript proofreader and join the community, you'll get to meet Kat and see her grammar tips Mondays and have her helping you with your grammar and not just grammar, but also she gets it. When you feel stuck or overwhelmed, she's right there to be like, yeah, it's hard. And if this is what you want, then let's get to it like kind of the the tough love with a bit of humor or a lot of humor mixed in so cat thank you for not only sharing you know that with the students and the grads inside the group but with everybody listening to this was lots of fun i really appreciate you taking part of your very busy day to come hang out with us i appreciate it it's my absolute pleasure Want to learn more about transcript proofreading? Then check out my free workshop, Is Transcript Proofreading the Right Money-Making Business for Me? It's less than an hour and it answers lots of FAQs around transcript proofreading so you can decide if this is the perfect side hustle for you. You can check it out on the theproofreadingbusinesscoach.com forward slash workshop registration.